It is hour number two of Darren, Donick, and Chase here on ESPN 1025. The game streaming on the game Nashville app. How's it going? Chase McCabe hanging out. Darren McFarlane, Willie Donick will be alongside here in just a little bit. Predators taking on the Calgary Flames on this Halloween night. They're wrapping up morning skate. Uh, so we will uh, get a report from Willie when he gets up here. Kara Hammer coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, you'll hear from head coach Mike Vrabel of the Titans here in just a few minutes. But Darren mentioned Elliot Friedman that comes up at 1 o'clock and that you have to pay attention to that interview so you can win tickets to Saturday's game against the Rangers. However, if you come and see us at Pete and Terry's Tavern, you can register to win a pair of tickets to tonight's game. We will draw the winner before we get out of here today. So you don't have to be present to win, but you do have to come down here to sign up, and then uh, we'll take your tickets to Will Call. So come down here and sign up to win tickets to tonight's game. Let's head over to St. Thomas Sports Park and hear from Mike Vrabel. not challenging as you were eight games into the season do you feel like the nfl is do you feel like if you see something you want to throw the flag or are you just at a point where why throw it at this point well apparently uh titans having some technical issues over there uh, as Mike Vrabel's mic is not functioning. We're hearing the crowd, but not him. So, Max, when we get that corrected, um, we will uh, we'll go back over there. But you have uh, you just received some news from Vanderbilt that is pretty interesting, that they're going to uh, – we knew that they added uh, alcohol sales at football, but now they're going to do that for both basketball and baseball as well. Yes, and uh, Mike Vrabel, I think, just fixed his own mic by unplugging it and plugging it back in. <laughs> if we want to go back to Vrabel. Let's, let's go back to Vrabel, and then we'll talk. We try to coach the receivers. We try to break down OPI into two different categories. Um, you know, receivers on DBs coming back towards the line of scrimmage, which would be push-offs, receivers, DBs going away from the line of scrimmage, how those are getting called, the frequency at which those are getting called. Um, and then also the, the second element to the offensive pass interference, would be those picks, those rubs, you know, a guy coming in, making contact or shielding an opponent from then covering another receiver. Um, We're trying to understand the best that we can how how Al sees it, how the officials on the field see it, um, and and then coach our players um, accordingly, what the rules are um, one yard, um, more than one yard downfield, um, some of those those rubs can can be interpreted um, as picks, and therefore they see it as offensive pass interference. So, um, you know, I, I just don't know how much the success rate is. I think that in critical situations, um, like the other day, you know, Frank had one on third and five. I was grabbing uh, Ty's arm. Four minutes left in the game, it turned out to be you know a, a good challenge. The Panthers had a lot of success putting pressure on the quarterback this year. Is that success more schematic or more individual win and battle? You know, they don't, they don't pressure much. I mean, I think that they, um, they're very sound. They're very um, fundamentally sound. They're sound in their scheme. It's not like they have guys that are, that are running free uh, and then they're making mistakes. Um, they're, they're winning. 
know what I mean? Addison and Burns and Irvin, um, Poe and, and everybody, McCoy involved inside. Um, they're, they're rushing and they're winning. And so it's a huge challenge that they've hit the quarterback 50 times, sacked him 30. Bring back Grisou and wave Darius. I guess that's twofold. You like what you see from Khalif where he's going to get an extended look and I guess the move for Grisou because of some questions at that position here uh, with a couple of days before the game? Yes. Yes. And yes. However many questions you – and they look sharp. How many mustaches are you? know Paul wouldn't wear one. He's no fun. Oh, that's a re- there's a reason why you weren't offered – yeah, again, there's a lot of things that happen with the roster each and every day. Uh, John and I try to communicate that um, not only with each other and what we think uh, that we have to do, uh, but then we also try to um, communicate it as soon as that happens uh, with the team. I always feel like being transparent with them. Um, certainly that's not something that's easy to do at 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, as guys walk into the meeting room and say that we added a player um, and then in a corresponding move, uh, we have to release a player that you know, is, is a, you know, does everything right and does things that we ask him to do and you know, puts the team first. But unfortunately, we have to make decisions um, you know, when one guy comes onto the roster. So um, that, that's where we were uh, today, and that could change you know, tomorrow and, and as we head into the game. For the time being, at least give you something a little different, maybe a little bit more of a burst, as well as a guy that can do some things in the offense a little bit. We were just, you know, looking at trying to evaluate the guys that are out here every day, practicing and improving and getting better, uh, whether that's on our 53-man roster or our practice squad. And um, you know, Khalif was one of those players, and um, you know, he got an opportunity, he did some things well, and when you do that, you earn more opportunities. With the concussion protocol, but how's Ben at this point uh, kind of projecting ahead? Um, there is no projections. It's he's in the percussion, concussion protocol, and um, whenever the, the doctors, our doctors, the independent doctors, our trainers um, ask him to, to go on to the next step, he goes on to the next step, and then you know I wait and hear. There's there's nothing that's more important in the health of our team. I've, I've told you that a million times. I tell our players that especially as it relates to the concussion protocol. Um, having played this game, having kids that play it, have a, have a son that does play it, I mean, it's something that we are, we take very seriously. He Seven. returned and finished, right? So yeah. one of those things where the symptoms just kind of... They do. Um, I think that, um, you know, players um, probably are affected a little differently um, as, as it relates to all injuries. You know, there, there's... A lot of things that come up the next day. I've had it, and you're like, man, I don't know. Did somebody, you know, beat me up while I was sleeping? And all of a sudden, my shoulder hurts or my arm hurts. And then, you know, first thing on Monday, Ben came in and said, um, you know, I'm feeling this. And so immediately, um, those are the actions and the steps that we take. I know you said about the concussion protocol. Yep, yep. But, um, you know, he's, I think, moving through – Probably further along to where he can um, he can practice, and then and then what you do is when you feel like he's made it through a practice, then you see an independent doctor, and at that point in time they have their um, impact testing or whatever they do um, 
to then ultimately try to release the player. But um, he, he's going to try to do some stuff today, and which is exciting. I know you spoke about Christian McCaffrey yesterday. Is there, is there someone that he reminds you of that you either coached or played against? Um, I, I mean, they really, you know, I tried to tell the team today, you know, they, they have the, the two best players um, at their position on their team. I mean, they have the best inside linebacker and they have the best, they have the best running back in the league. And uh, if you don't block 59, he's going to make the tackle on, on every play. I don't care if it's a run or a pass. And um, if, you, if you jump out of your gap against McCaffrey, uh, come under a block on the edge, he's going to find the hole. If you um, overrun him, he's going to cut back. If you stay high and soft, he's going to stiff arm you. Um, it's a great challenge um, for us. So I don't, wouldn't even want to try to compare him to, to any player um, coached or played or you know, gone against. Superior athleticism and superior preparation all combined into one? Yeah, he's, he's, he, he plays hard, um, very hard. He, he runs to the football. He's fast. Um, he's athletic. He's got great hands. And then he's very instinctive and very aware of what's going on. And if you've you know, put something on film that you know, you're going to try to slip by him, you know, that's, it's, it's a tough challenge. Well, and even in the first and second down passing, I mean, you try to get him on play action. You know, he takes a step and he immediately um, recognizes the, the routes. He's very tight in coverage. Um, Jimmy made a mistake last week. He tried to throw the crossing route underneath and he undercut it and, you know, he's got great hands. He rarely drops one. He dropped one against Jameis, uh, I think, in London, um, which was shocking. I mean, he, he basically runs the routes for these guys. And um, we have to be very careful uh, when we throw it in his direction. Logan had done a lot of good things, obviously, the last couple of years, but no picks. And then three picks in eight games this year. Is there anything tangible to that? Or is it just the way the ball bounces? Uh, you know, not having evaluated um, Logan and what he was doing before, here, um, you know, sometimes when you play, you know, a lot of match coverage or man coverage, again, if you're, as long as your man's not catching the ball, you may see the PBU numbers go up a little bit, um, start to play some more zone, and uh, then you have the ability to get your hand on the football. You know, he did a great job you know, playing in a, in a deep part of the field for us. Um, you know, twice really on the same type of play, you know, the seam, and he came back and, and Almost had the one, I guess, the ground, you know, thankfully uh, caused the ball to come out um, and then the one at the end of the game. So, you know, he's, he, he's doing you know, things how we, how we coach him and, and understanding how to fit and blitzing for us and stopping the run and, and doing a lot of good things for us. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you uh, addressed Kyle Allen yesterday, but do you see him as a guy that can do some things that maybe Cam can't do? What are your overall impressions of him as a quarterback? Well, again, I, I'm not into really the comparisons between Cam and, and Kyle. I know that Kyle is going to be starting a game, um, and that's who we have to focus on. And, and if whoever comes in after that, then we'll have to, to concentrate on that player. Um, it's a young player, I think, that has continued to improve and develop. Um, given the opportunity, you know, I'm sure there were some throws he'd like to have back last week, but you know, it's, it's hard to play in that situation against a any defense in this league when you're down and, and you have to throw the football. So I, th I think that the game plan that we're expecting is, is one that's you know, similar to the one 
in, in Houston and Jacksonville and not, not afraid to move the ball and take chances down the field, but also, you know, where it's a competitive game and you're able to, you know, use Christian extensively, you know, use more Samuel Olsen underneath and, you know, occasionally take the, the shots down the field. But then last week when, it, when things kind of get out of hand in this league and you're forced to drop back and throw it on third and 12 a bunch down as much as they were, well, that's sometimes where the interceptions come up. But he's been very good with the football um, when he's thrown it. Mike Evans' tackle numbers continue to trend up. Is he a guy who's recognizing things a little quicker these days? Well, we've talked it, you know, a few weeks about Rashawn and about his comfort level as it relates to seeing things you know, again, now in games for, you know, the third and fourth time as plays or situations or formations uh, come up that um, there is a level of, of, I think, patience to him. I think we always talk about, you know, making sure that you're not in a big hurry to go in the wrong direction, that you're patient. And then once you diagnose it and understand where you need to go, uh, going as fast as you can, you know, he's improved at that. And, um, you know, he's also, you know, his tackling is, is much improved. I think he's staying on his feet. He's taking good angles. He's wrapping. He's running, running his feet on contact. Head coach Mike Vrabel of the Tennessee Titans, uh, his daily press conference, wanted to play a little bit of that for you. So uh, morning skate is complete here at Bridgestone Arena. Again, we're at Pete and Terry's Tavern. You can come down, register to win tickets to tonight's game. And we will draw that before the end of the show. You'll have a couple of chances with our show and Jared in the gym as well. But you have to come and you have to register, and then uh, we will draw a name later on in the show. But Brooks Bratton says, uh, Peter Laviolette says it's not 100% certain just yet, but there's a good chance Philip Forsberg will return to the Preds lineup tonight. He did participate in morning skate. He was on the line with Matt Duchesne and Mikhail Granlin. Yarn Croak, Johansson, Arvidsson, Grimaldi, Benino, Smith, Turris, Sissons, Watson, Salamaki made up uh, the other line. So uh, we will see. Willie Donick will rejoin the show, or join the show, I should say. Kara Hammer from Fox Sports will also join us here on Darren Donick and Chase on ESPN 1025 The Game. All right, we're back. Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025 The Game. We're at Pete and Terry's Tavern here at Bridgestone Arena as the Predators and Calgary Flames will meet on Halloween night. And, uh, of course, going to be a fun one. And it looks like, as we bring in Willie Donick, he has joined the show. I think they're going to have somebody back on the lineup tonight, Willie. It's looking that way. Philip Forsberg skated full uh, today. I think they have stopped short of saying 100%, but it's really looking like all signs are pointing to him coming back, which would put their lineup really at full strength for the first time in a couple of weeks here so that's yeah. a it's a great sign and they've done a very good job hanging in there without him yeah and it, they have that was going to be my next point that even though they have missed matt duchene and philip forsberg it's almost like they haven't missed a beat and that's just the that's a credit to the depth and the rest of the team nick benino with the hat trick the other night so it's been looking pretty good we say hello to kara hammer from fox sports tennessee your colleague on the tv broadcast kara what's up hey how's it going hey you know what we're we're good <laughs> pull that mic a little bit closer so the people out there can hear you. But, yeah, we're good. It's Halloween. Um, yeah, I've already tried on some costumes today, so there's been that. Wait, so I, I saw Kara. We, we just did our uh, meeting, production meeting and stuff. And she, on the way up here, she shows me the picture 
of you in the Halloween costume, and I thought that was I thought he had worn that to the ring today. <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing. I I thought you were a little Bo Peep, yeah. but then I made a joke. I well, thought so too. It was said, my thought before you even said that. That's what I thought. I was like, did he get this from Cam Newton? No, <laughs> no that's funny. That was really good. Uh, so I went to uh, Performance Studios with Joe Dubin from Channel Four this morning. Oh, he boy. was he was doing his. Big Joe on the go bit and was trying on costumes. And so I got to participate and I was Minnie Pearl. I was Velma. For some reason, I was playing all the female all, characters. All the girls. But, <laughs> he was all of them. And then I was the Riddler. So, how was the Riddler outfit? It was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, a onesie. But it, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. It's you guys did cool. that last year, Kara, didn't you? Yeah, last year we, we did the Teletubbies. I mean, yeah. Hal Gill in a Teletubby outfit. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I mean, I, I laughed. I had fun with it. And so tried on uh, tried on some costumes, put it on social media, and people have enjoyed it. So, so what's, I, what's the final costume, though? What, what are you going to be tonight? I'm going to be Bill. Well, tonight I'm going to be professional, but uh, I'm going to be Bill Belichick. So I'm just going to walk around with a grimace on my face and a cut-off hoodie. And <laughs> well, why don't you just be the grimace? Go back to Performance Studios and, I could. and you could be the grimace. I could. I could do that. With the Patriots thing on there, that would be <laughs> that would be good. You could be a Bill Belichick as the grimace. That would be good. Because he does a lot of grimacing. He does. And I can just walk. You know, I'm going to a party Saturday night, and so my friends say, you have to cheat at beer pong. You have to cheat at the games if you're going to be right. Belichick. Right. Look for every advantage. Yeah. Deflate gate on a Saturday. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Gosh. you should walk around with a deflated football. That well, would I think be good. my buddy's going to be Tom Brady. And have okay, so you got football. that. All right, yeah. you you take the pump. Yeah, you take the, the little needle. <laughs> it has a little needle in it. I'll have that. So, yeah. morning skate uh, takes place. Forsberg is out there. It looks like the Lions are going back to where they were before the injuries, at least for the most part. Well, we had this discussion yesterday, and according to the morning skate rushes, Kara, they are going to put. Philip Forsberg back with Matt Duchesne at center and Mikhail Granlin on the wing, which is what was really clicking very well. That trio was doing great before Forsberg got hurt. Well, that line is so dangerous. I don't see how you can split it up at all. I mean, Philip Forsberg is a top guy, so when he comes back in, he has to go right back to where he was. There's just nothing else they can do about it. Yep, and Cal Yarncroke has played yeah. well with Johansson and Arvidsson. I was looking at the numbers of this uh, on Natural Stat Trick, and – Yarncroke with uh, Johansson and Arvidsson, while they've been on the ice, five on five, they've scored six and only given up one. So I think we, we yesterday we kind of had the discussion, do you think about putting Forsberg back with the Jofas right, yep. and have the Jofa line? Essentially, that line really hasn't played together this year at all. No. It was just something I was wondering if they would consider. But when I looked That's at the numbers, it yesterday. makes more sense because, as Kara said, that was their best line by far was Forsberg, Duchesne at center, and Granlin on the wing. Which is, I think, his better wing, the right wing. Yeah. And they, they were really cooking. And if you look at his numbers, I mean, yeah. he's he's definitely missed Philip Forsberg. and Yeah, and he's tailed Matt off Shane. a little bit since Forsberg is out. So another theme, and we talked about this with Roman Yossi yesterday, right? When they have everybody, there just has to be somebody that does not play yeah. as much as they probably would on another team, right? And right it's, now, I mean, it appears like, Kyle Turris is one of those guys, and, and look, so he's he's in that. He's he's in that. But as I brought up to you yesterday, and Kara, you weigh in on this. He's made the most of the opportunities that he's had. I mean, he's had a pretty good start to the season. He hasn't played the the amount of minutes that he's been used to. But when he's out there, he's effective. He's been on that second power play unit, and I think that that has helped uh, helped his confidence 
um, for sure. But, I mean, he's played well in those opportunities that he's had. Well, I think not just with Kyle Turris, but I think you look at other guys too, like Rocco Grimaldi like, yeah. and, and Mikhail Granlin. When you, when you play on these lines or when you play on these power play units with top elite players, it's elevating their games as well. Remember last year after the Fiala-Granlin trade and we thought, are things really working the way they're supposed to? And then the way he's come in and he's played so well on that line with Duchesne and Forsberg, it's bringing his game up. Yeah, and, and I think that's good, you know, for his confidence. And, you know, I, I've, I've asked a lot of people, you know, in the locker room, a lot of players of, okay, what have you seen different out of Kyle Turris? And they're like, nothing. I mean, he's, he just had an off year. I mean, yeah. it's the same Kyle Turris um, that he's always been. So while I'm sure he would like to be on the ice more and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to break myself of saying the first line, second line, third line, all of that, he is playing well and, and making the most of those opportunities. We used to have a saying uh, in, in our locker room. We put a sign up in the locker room uh, at Vanderbilt, the, the basketball team, and, and it wasn't a saying that our, our coach came up with. I don't even think he realized where the quote, quote came from, but it said, it's amazing what can be accomplished if nobody cares who gets the credit. Yeah, There has to be some of that on this team, yeah. right, because they have so many good players. Unless they have a bunch of injuries, there are going to have to be some players that take less minutes than they probably feel like they – can and it's probably not an easy thing for those guys but they have to do it for the good of the team i agree i mean i felt like you know matt Irwin is a guy who he's a healthy scratch a lot of the nights but he comes in and i i think he's been playing extremely well on that defensive line but you know he, he just doesn't get his notice and, and it, there's just certain guys and that's their role but i think yeah. that the vibe that i get off of this team and this group in particular is they know how good they are and they know what they're capable of doing so some of those guys that aren't going to be featured as much or are going to be kind of looked upon of, okay, if somebody gets hurt, we're going to need you. Like they know that this is their best chance to, to win it all, and I think they're okay with that, and they like this group. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say. I don't know who it's going to be, and hopefully knock on wood it's not serious, but they're not going to stay completely healthy from no. here to the end of the year, so the roles will continue to change. And if you just keep playing well, eventually you're going to, you're going to keep playing. You're, you might – end up in a bigger role kind of like Taurus has had to do in these last couple of weeks while Forsberg has been out and and you guys got to tell me I mean do you think this elevates how the guys are playing like look at Rocco Grimaldi to start the season he was a healthy scratch and then the way he played the other night three assists on Nick yeah. Benino's hat trick I mean he was a dog on the bone to that puck he is he gets after that thing he Craig he's Smith had too that whole line yeah they're, they're both very good at that particular thing if the puck's yeah. loose a uh, shot goes off of the 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 glass and it's rattling around over there those guys are very good at retrieving it Grimaldi was a healthy scratch as Kara pointed out there for the one game and since then he's got five points in the in the next four games so he was chomping at the bit to get back in there and show that he deserved to be in the lineup that's a healthy competition there one thing that we saw a lot of in the first few years that Peter Laviolette was here I mean we've seen it his his whole time that he mixes and matches but he was very good at finding the combinations that worked, and then when they would cool off, he would switch things up, find another combination that would work, and that, I think, was a credit to the talent on the team and, and the depth that they now have again, and I think you're going to see that as the season goes on, that, you know, okay, if something kind of cools off, mix it up again, and then get it, get it hot. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think uh, for example, Benino, Smith, and Grimaldi, their best line from the other night, is likely to stay together the whole year. It just right. things evolve. Guys, he could know, go get back to up. Benino. But right Watson now, but right now, you can't. 
you can't mess with that line. That that no. line was so good. You got to keep them together. So so that's the you have good choices. They're tough choices, but they're good choices, right? Because there's yeah. there's there's good options there. Like Mika Salamaki comes yeah. out tonight. He's played pretty well since he's been back. He's done his thing. He had a big goal. He's been steady. He's done everything that he does well. And that's why they brought him back because they knew yeah. they knew what they had in him. It's Darren Donican Chase. We're live at Pete and Terry's Tavern here at Bridgestone Arena. You can come down, register to win a pair of tickets to tonight's game. We will draw the winner out of the hat. Well, it's not really a hat, but we'll draw the winner before the show is over. We'll bring Darren back in the fold when we come back here on Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN, 1025 The Game. Back here on Darren Donick and Chase, live here at Pete and Terry's Tavern. Silly underdogs coming up at high noon. And I've got to be honest, guys, as Kara Hammer sticks around Fox Sports Tennessee, their coverage tonight beginning at 6.30 p.m. Um, I was actually getting heckled in Hayes downstairs for, and Chase, you were involved as well. Was I? You weren't even down there for our picks. Really? Yeah. Who was Hayes? It's nice that they were listening. I'm not going to name any names on the air, but it's getting a lot of grief for our lousy picks. Well, why? I, and I was, I, you're I was surprised? Like, what, I was the, like, what do you want me to say? Zero wins. I just had to sit zero. there and take it. I'm Look, like, what do you I, want I, me to say? I mean, like, oh, yeah, well, uh, you just wait till this week. I mean, what? I, I just sat there and I. Took I don't it. argue. I mean, people give me. That's what I told him. You know, I was like, okay, time. yeah, like, we're we're over. I get it. I mean, what do you want me to say? Are you like, done? Yeah. Are it, you done kicking us while we're down? It sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we. That's that's where we're at. No doubt about it. Uh, I don't know if you guys got into this, Kara. When you look around the division, you know we've been kind of trained for good reason to talk about how incredibly great this division, how tough it is. Yeah. Right? Blues just won the Stanley Cup. We know Winnipeg and Nashville were the two best teams in the regular season two years ago. Chicago did all their winning. It's been a really good division. And we kind of felt the same way this year. But I'll tell you what, it's still early as we wrap up the first month. But when you look around, it doesn't look as brutal as it's looked in the past. Is that fair to say? I would say so. I mean, especially when you look at the dominant performance against Chicago. I mean, I still am going back to that. This is a central division matchup, and, and the Preds just blew them out of the water. Yeah. Like, it was, I mean, was you no just kept waiting back. for, okay. Like, eventually, like, I'm sure they, like, flipped a table or something or peeled some paint <laughs> during an intermission, and it's going to look different the next period, and it never looked different. It didn't, and I keep, I keep going back to you. If Leonard did not play the way he played in net, oh my god! I mean, there might have been 14 goals scored. It, it, it could have been double digits, and th- this is to me the the story about the two teams, the Wild and the Blackhawks, that the Predators have done well against here so far. They were not in rebuilding mode, right? They have not admitted to themselves that they're not good enough and they need to maybe take a step back to take the two steps forward to get back right. to where they want to be. Remember the story Elliot Friedman told us last week, and by the way, he'll be on with us again today at 1, um, that Bill Guerin basically got the job because he was able to make the argument to Craig Leopold, I can do this without totally rebuilding. Right. But I think now that he's watched for about a month, I, I wonder if he has a different view. Yeah. Like I, At least I wonder. And the same thing is true in Chicago. Like That's the Blackhawks. Like that, that, they, got, they got dominated. Now that's one game, but they yeah, have but they not look looked. They really have not they looked look the slow. same. They haven't looked the same. They don't look like a team that is 
rebounding, at least now. But it, you know, it's it's a month in. Winnipeg doesn't look like the same team. Well, there was some news on Dustin Bufflin, right? Ellie Freeman talked about him last yeah. week with well, us. Did you see what happened though? He's going to have surgery on his ankle, which has always been part of it. Yes, yeah. part of it is his motivation, but it's 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 that's why I kept making the Andrew Luck. He's, it takes him so much time and energy to recover from this injury. It's like I spent my whole life rehabbing and then trying to – I'm in pain and i got to try to play at the level I want to play. It kind of saps his will after a while. I think that's what happened to Luck, and I think that's what Bufflin is dealing with. So they don't, yeah. they're not even saying after this surgery when he recovers he'll play. They're saying after he recovers we'll see. Yeah. And I think, too, Darren, you know, you look at, like, games that are circled on the calendar. I mean, would you ever thought a year ago or two years ago that we would be circling the Colorado game? Right. Like, like November 7th, it's coming up. This is a game. We're talking about it. We're thinking about it. But it would be nice for two of the big three to be out of the, continue to be out of the line <laughs> for Colorado. That would help things. Yeah. Look, see, I'm one of those. I'm like, let's best against best and just uh, mano well, a mano. You, know, you say that in April. Well, in okay. March. Yeah. But right I, now, look, if, they're, if they're missing, would you really be sad? Well, I, Which it looks like they will be, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, by the way, Colorado like they lost at home last night. Well, there's, there's the Panthers. No, in overtime, they, they blew the lead. Yep. They, they had it even without those guys. So Landeskog will be out for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's out for a while. And uh, Rantanen, we'll see. It, it would be, he would be back miraculously quick if yeah. he's ready to go by next Thursday. But it shows you that they're a lot more equipped to deal with those guys out of the lineup than they were a year or two ago. They're much deeper. They're well, much deeper. Well, look at what do you think opposing teams said about the Predators when Matt Shane and Phil Forsberg yeah. are out of the lineup. Sure. You know? And then, like we were talking about, didn't miss a beat. Yeah. They just they, they kept going, and uh, it shows you the depth. But with Colorado, I remember that playoff series a couple years ago, and we all kind of were like, huh, maybe they're onto something here. Going to have to put it all together. But it reminded me a lot of the Predators against Chicago that first time where they lost, and then they started to build and get better and better. So, you know, the fact that Colorado is, is here right now is, is – Surprising, but not surprising all at the same time. And I think they're so young, too. This is a team that's definitely yeah. – it, it's frightening maybe how good they could be in the years to come, but I think that's the Predators' advantage. D in David Poyle's press conference with Roman Yossi the other day, he said, our core is at the right age. Yeah. Our players are at the right age. We have this core group. We have top players. And, and I think that's when you look at this team like, all right, this is it. They got it now. Yeah. You know, we, we talked to Roman Yossi yesterday about – he brought it up. And I've had this discussion with him before, and it was at the um, the sports council lunch because the three guys on the panel were Yossi, Ekholm, and Ellis. They all came in, and he, he used the year 2009. It's crazy to think that it was that long ago. So yep. those guys have known each other since they were all coming into the league at about the same time as in the rookie camp. Roman right? Yossi was playing with Hal Gill in a Predators uniform. But that wasn't even until 2012. That's 2012, right? Yeah. But he goes back way before that. I know. As you know, they, they were just right out of. They were 18 years old. He was drafted right? in 09. And so if they, now I don't. Hopefully they'll pull this trick with Ekholm and keep him around when his deal comes up. They still got a couple years on that one. But let's just take Yossi and Ellis, right? We've known each other since 09, and Yossi's line was. Well, Ellis was the first-round pick, so he was kind of a big deal. <laughs> and Yossi was a third-round pick, a little bit less known. 
But if they they will have known each other before? since they were 18, and if they both play out the length of their contract, they just signed eight-year deals, they will be 37, 38, to, you know, give or take a year. So they'll know each other more than they have it in their in their lives, right? It's like Suter and Weber all The kids over will again. be getting married by the time they're <laughs> – or the kids will be in high school together. Is it amazing what they've done? I mean, this is, just shows you, one, how inexact science it is. But when you hit on those late – like Weber was a second-round pick. Yossi, a third-round pick. What was Victor Arvidsson, third or fourth? Was it third or fourth? Yeah, and that was after Eckholm. the whole the whole league skipped Arvey the first year. He right. was eligible for the draft and waiting for the phone call. Nobody, nobody drafted like, him. Think about how much in the draft those guys changed this franchise. Yeah. And I those know. are not like – it wasn't like he was the second pick overall. He was the sixth pick overall. Fourth round. And fourth round. Yep. 2014. Ekholm. I'd have to go back and look, deal. but I think that happened to Ari two straight years, that nobody drafted him wow. for two years. He was eligible. Nobody picked him. Then the third year, the Predators got him in the, in the fourth round. Isn't that crazy? They thought he was too small. You guys yeah, have yeah, anything? Ekholm was fourth Anything round special too. planned for tonight that you can unveil, or is that secret, secret? No, I don't think we're doing anything <laughs> special. Okay. Our, well, our broadcast will be special. Our okay. broadcast will be special. There will be a Halloween theme. I didn't we'll know if show there was some something. People. I think if you got a good Halloween costume tonight, we're going to try to show you on, on the TV. It, you know say what I mean? that like again? Fans. Like, I think we'll be on the lookout okay, for fans okay. on the broadcast. Right, if they have a good, good costume, we're going to be look, on the lookout. Okay. Okay. I've already won should give them some props. So. You have. I've already won. By, well, by the way, did we notice the, the Pekka Wall hat, the foam? They yeah. got thrown on the ice with the Benino hat trick. It did, but I will say that they, I think they got it back because I was leaving <laughs> the building and I and he said, okay. I'm surprised. I think we need to get this one back. Because Chase and I were talking, like, does he have – that means he has multiples, right? He doesn't care if, I, if I he know, throws it on the ice. I know the story okay. about this because this guy, I, I, I forget his name. I should remember his name, but he was on a road trip with us. You know, it was one of those he donated to the Predators Foundation. He got to come with the team on the road. And so we had dinner with him, and he was saying that there have been – I can't remember. I don't know what it is now. There might have to be a new one now. But of several evolutions of the Rene Wall foam thing that he puts on his head. And so only special occasions, you know, the hat trick or something like that, will he actually throw it. Okay. Right? Huh. So I don't know if he got this one back or he's got to make a new one. Well, I think Kara just broke news. Uh, I, think. Well, I, know, I saw it. somebody you, so down you, there getting it, getting yeah. it back. So there you go. They got it, but are they going to get it to him? Well, I, I well, don't what? know. Maybe they need to auction it Because we've had this discussion, right? <laughs> Give it to Pekka. Well, we need to find out. Because just remember. Display it above Pekka's locker. But this is also something that we have discussed, right? Should you be able to go retrieve your hat? Well, this one's a, this is a little bit different circumstance, a little bit different scenario than just. Yeah. Throwing any, ha- you yeah. know, well, your favorite hat on the ice. This is unique. I mean, that's I, it's so unique. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I brought it up because I saw it on the ice. I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. He we, threw it, it yeah. on the ice? <laughs> okay. I mean, look, hat trick against Chicago, that's a big deal. Okay, yeah. but Kara, if you threw your hat on the ice, let's forget about the Rene wall for a minute. You just got your, you got your hat. Player on your team scores three, and you throw it on there. Do you think you should get it back, or are you willing to just lose it? I don't know. You know, it, it's funny because I was thinking about this because I was looking at the pile of the hats that they were, you know, yeah, shoveling they scoop up. Yeah, them up and they put them in yeah. the big trash barrels. And there was like a brand new hat, and I was like, all right, well that's forty bucks. Sure. And then I saw like <laughs> yeah. a Patagonia hat, and I'm like, all right, well somebody did a lot of hikes in that. Maybe maybe they went water skiing. You know, yeah. like maybe that's sentimental. 
So you started thinking about the history of those. Hats. Yeah. Like they have a they have a story to tell. And like how much money is just being thrown out there, but yeah. but I think it goes to a good cause, right? They donate. Yeah, they the take hats. it to a yeah. boys and girls club or something. I think, yeah. but I have had stories told to me from Crispy and Lindsay that people will walk up to their desk on the concourse and say, where do I go get my hat? Oh, yeah? <laughs> and they're like, well, I, yeah, I don't you think don't, you, yeah, you're no. not supposed to. But I, I think uh, if you – didn't somebody call our show and say if you know where to go? Which hat is it? It's the one with the Predators logo on it. <laughs> it's the gold right? hat. It's the gold it's hat. It's gold, gold hat. hat. It's got a Preds it's logo. It's got a Preds logo. Does so it have your right. name in it? No. Uh, if it's it's the Predators hat. All it, right. I think the Rene wall can be given back or, like, the Predskin if he, like, threw the sombrero, like – you know, because those are oh the those are, yeah. Those yeah. Are like now the Predskin would have to he'd hats. have to have a heck of a toss from he's because he's in the three hundred. It's not yeah. going to carry. You'd have to, but the sombrero has got like the frisbee action to it. <laughs> yeah, that could take somebody out though from the third <laughs> from three hundred level. Come on, one, one time I was don't at encourage a, that. I was at a game and somebody scored a hat trick. I, I don't remember who it was, and you know the hats start flying and I was sitting in the lower bowl and I got hit in the head by like two different people trying. <laughs> From up top, <laughs> trying to throw the hat. <laughs> two hit yeah. me in the head. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Hey, let's the, uh, net, the netting, too. That's a big factor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it, it takes the end zone people right out of You got to walk over. Yeah. You know, excuse me. Pardon me. I'd like to throw my hat. It yeah. takes, you, takes you five minutes to get over there. Let's wrap it up with a hearty congrats to Nick Barnowski, a.k.a. Barnyard. Barnyard. Because I walked into the room and I'm like, why is Austin Watson interviewing? <laughs> Nick Barnowski. He's coming is, for my job. Why not? What is going on? Well, a big congrats to him because he's been given a promotion. I guess is the best way to. I, I don't know. They, they've, it's it's out there. I mean, just it's they've told him job well done, and I guess they've given yeah. him a different title. So he, he deserves, deserves it. it. Yeah, he absolutely. But you, deserves you guys it. can explain this for people that have no idea who you're talking about, though. But this is the person that. It's very important to all of us, right, when we ask for yes. it. Yes. Especially, Kara, you're down there after the game. These are the people that help set you up with what you need. Yeah. Layman's turn, I always say he's the liaison between me and the player. So if I yeah. need a player, he goes in the locker room and, and brings him out. For example, on radio, second period intermission, I'm always yep. interviewing a player. Nick is the guy that makes that happen. He's I, the man. Chase and I, we talk to Nick. And the player, that he goes and gets the player, and that's how that all happens. So congratulations in all seriousness to Nick. Barnowski, well done. Just a time well for done. the trip to Detroit, where he's going to, I think yes. it's his birthday, and they play oh, the Red Wings very uh, nice. on Monday. Yeah. Very nice. So his family's all ready for him on, on that road trip. Kara, good Hello. to see you. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Kara Take Hammer, care. Fox Sports Tennessee tonight. Their coverage begins at 630. Uh, of course, tonight uh, the Predators close out the month of October against the Flames. Willie, you've got a word about Lee Company. All right. Well, let me tell you about Lee Company. And... Just in case you didn't notice, the temperature is probably going to get below freezing tonight. And so we are starting the cold months. If you have not had your heating unit checked, you need to do that. 567-1000 is the phone number for Lee Company. As we know, they're huge sponsors of the Predators Radio Network. You'll hear their name mentioned a lot. They're proud sponsors of the Predators. You'll see their display if you're coming to the game tonight in your Halloween costume. But they do great work when it comes to your home maintenance plan for your home or your business as well, making sure your heating's running properly, making sure your air conditioning is running properly, your plumbing system, your electrical system, and general maintenance. If you're looking for remodeling or even just repairs on a fence in your backyard, ceiling tiles, floors, call Lee Company at 567-1000 and they can help you out. 
or you don't want to mess with it at work, just go online and make an online appointment at LeadCompany.com. Lee Company, let their decades of expertise go to work for you. Don't forget MTSU. The Blue Raiders will hit the road. They'll take on Charlotte this Saturday. Kickoff for that game will be 2.30 p.m. and heard on 94.9 Game 2 and 97.5 down in Murfreesboro. Don't think it's going to be on 97.5. It's going to be on 95.1. That would be correct. Yeah. Well, there you go. MTSU in Charlotte on Saturday, 2.30, 94.9, Game 2. Predators and Flames tonight. Silly Underdog picks coming up at noon. 1 o'clock will be Elliot Friedman. So our conversation with him. And don't forget, uh, be listening to that interview because you'll have a chance to win tickets to see the Rangers. Following that interview, something that happened in the interview, we'll ask a question. You'll have a chance to win. Afterwards, you can also come here to Pete and Terry's Tavern for to win tickets for Tonight. tonight, yeah, tonight. We, will, we will draw those before the end of the show, so you can you have a chance with our show and with Jared and the GM. You just have to come put your name in the the box. We'll draw that. You're going to want to see this game. Yeah, Calgary has got some very talented players. Calgary last eight trips to Nashville. You guys want to take a guess what the record is? It's probably not good. Yeah, Calgary's last eight trips to Nashville. Calgary has won seven of the eight. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, so it was just the opposite of what I said. Five have been decided by one goal. Uh, there have been four that have gone to overtime or a shootout. So it virtually every time these two teams play here, it's a crazy game. You, you, you remember the game that I think it was Pekka that got uh, sent to the showers early. They got way behind, and Philip Forsberg had a hat trick in the second period. They went from down to up, only to lose in a, in a crazy, I think it was overtime or a shootout. But there have been some wild games between these two teams. Calgary is going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. They've been struggling. They're, they're, they're trying to find their game. As we said a couple times uh, this week, the last couple days, they were the number one seed in the, in the playoffs last year in the West. They had the best record in the West. They lost in the first round to, to Colorado. And it has not gotten off to a good start this year. But when you have Johnny Goudreau and you have Monahan and you have uh, some of the guys they got rolling in there, they shipped it's just off a matter James of time. Neal. They, that has worked not good at all. Yeah, James Neal got his 11th goal last last night. He's got 11. Yeah. Milan Lucic uh, has not found his stride guess, yet so far. I guess he just liked a different part of Alberta. I don't, I don't know what it was, but... Well, he's playing with some different guys. Yeah, that, it, it's, that it's, helps. It's interesting because he was playing with good players last year, but just right. never found his niche. It's not like Calgary was a bad team, but Lucic is no goals and three assists right now. The Nationals baseball season is over. Nationals win game seven. They win 6-2 over the Astros, but there is news. The Royals, uh, there's still some news in baseball that the Royals have named Mike Matheny as their new manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wouldn't you, you could have yeah. said that about Joe Torre when he went to the Yankees? You know, he'd been he's been around the block a few times. It's Old like, catcher. Yeah, yeah. The he won a lot of games. He did. Won a lot of games. Yeah. A lot of playoff appearances. Yeah. He was did, the guy that just spent one. Who was was he in Anaheim for a year? Or no, was that was that Brad Osmus. Osmus. Mike Matheny oh. was in. 
St. Louis St. for Louis. a long time. Yeah, that was his they last went to the time. World Series. Yeah, yeah. yeah his I, record I don't is really a, good. He I don't people were not happy higher. with him at the end of the Cardinals run, but he had been there for so long. How many yeah. years was he with St. Louis? I well, bet he, he was there. He, relay, he, he succeeded uh, Tony Larusa. Yeah. yeah, and then they. It was right after Larusa left that I think they went to the World Series, wasn't it? So that makes sense. I mean, he just gets to stay in the state. And yeah. He went 591 and 474 with the yeah. Cardinals. I so mean, that's six horrible. seasons. Hey, yeah. that's not the scoff at there. Uh, look, I think it, they'll the, be, the bigger problem is not the manager for the Royals. It's, it's the team. Yeah. Like, yeah, they right. – uh, they, well, they went to back-to-back World Series, and then they just kind of – they didn't sign anybody. And they have – Players went Disintegrated. Bye-bye. Went bye-bye. So, just wanted to pass that along. Also, last night, uh, Steph Curry suffers a broken hand. So, the first season in their new arena in downtown San Francisco. Yeah. Clay Thompson's out. Steph Curry's now hurt. Durant's in Brooklyn, who's not playing, but still. uh, Imagine if you bought season tickets to that. You don't even get to see Steph play. Well, I guess the silver line is they'll get a high draft pick. Went out for all these guys to come back. Next year? I think their their first game, they got whipped. I can't remember which team it was. Maybe the Clippers that went through there. And Steve Kerr was at the podium after the game. And he was getting like, hey, can you build off of this? Or the, Draymond Green was like, we're not building off of bleep. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve Kerr was like, guys, get used to it. Yeah, This is going to be different. Like the fans there, it's been a long time. Remember, though, before this era, they were like the last outpost in the league. They were horrible. For a long time. And then they found this golden era, but it looks like it's coming to an end, at least for now. The question will be, can they ever rise again with the same group when Thompson gets healthy and they have a chance to sort of regroup and figure out what they they need to do? I hope so. They're paid these guys. Yeah. I mean, I think think they'll probably be able to because, I mean, they were were doing things before Durant got there and and all of that, but – it definitely hurts with Steph and. I mean, they were getting Flavio. run out of the gym at home by the Phoenix Suns last night when the injury <laughs> happened. Yeah. They were down 30 to the Suns yeah. when that happened. Have you noticed good. that some of the games have been really high scoring? Steve Kerr has so to far. coach now. That's the, that's uh, the problem. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it just goes like Matheny. You can be the best coach going. Yeah. If you don't have the horses, especially in basketball, right. it's going to be a long year. There is you just you just can't mask like in hockey, really good coaches can mask and find formulas to stay competitive on any given night. It's hard to do that in basketball if you just it's about it's more about manpower. Yep, you got to have the horses. No doubt about it. We will come back and kick off the third hour with silly underdog picks. We do that next on Darren Donick and Chase ESPN one hundred two five the game.